0: The Six Thirty Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: It's the last Wednesday of the month, so it's always my great pleasure for years now to check in with our friend Dr. Gans Ference. Hey Gans.
0: Hey Jalen, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How you doing?
0: I'm good too. You know, enjoying good. the weather, just looking outside. It's beautiful. So
1: <laughs>
0: hope the listeners have been able to get out there and enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. So another episode of how does that make you feel? And maybe today's topic should be, how does that make you see your life? I, I don't know. You, you wanted to talk a little bit about changing perspective, changing how, how will we change our perspective just a little bit? How it can have big impacts on our world?
0: Yeah, yeah. And our world in the objective sense, like you know what happens with uh, what we produce, but also our inner world, the perspective, right? Your, you know how we experience the world, you know. So you know this is not a new idea. This is an old idea. This is this goes back. Well, Aristotle said something like this when he was talking back when he was living, but he goes even before that. So the idea is that. Um, it's not the stuff that we experience so much that creates our reality and creates our our feelings and our experience of life. It's actually how we interpret these things. It's what we see it what we think about them, um, where do we put them how do we make sense of them and that can significantly change how we experience whatever happens to us in life or what we see in in objective reality right And I thought this was a really important top well it's a good important topic anyway generally mm-hmm. but especially as we're dealing with all the uncertainty, all the back and forth, yeah. uh, you know, the cultural turmoil that's happening now, um, just the, uh, the you know the fear and things just not being settled. While many of us have lost a lot of the activities and the connections that we usually rely on to help us manage stress and manage these difficult times.
1: Yeah, it's it's really quite easy to focus on the negative and let that bog you down. I know for a long time I had a a little clipping out of a magazine somewhere. It was a quote from somewhere, Gans, and I think I've mentioned this to you before. It was something along the lines of the way you choose to live your life, the way you choose to, you know, your perspective is yours to decide every day you know you can get up you can say okay this is going to be a really crappy day and just muddle through it or you can try to work your way around that and Mm -hmm. and i know that that has popped into my head you know especially over the last few months when you're you're seeming overwhelmed when you're seeming down that sort of stuff it's like i can either you know you can either wallow in this or you can You know, try to put a smile on your face, and it's amazing once you start thinking a little differently how it works. So let's talk about how we can do that. One of the yeah, it's like imagine that it does actually work. (laughs) Well, it's it's, it's
0: funny because you're absolutely right. It's so easy to get caught in that negative, like spiral of whatever, just kind of crappy thinking, right? And Mm -hmm. and this is this is we've talked about this on the show before, how our brain loves us so much it wants us to be right you know what I mean? So yeah, if, if we're telling it that this is what we're thinking, this is important to us, okay, let me find you more evidence for this then. You know what I mean? And then we just see more and more negatives, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it just piles up and on and on and on. So one yeah. of the things that you suggest is to, to think like a CEO. What does that mean?
0: <laughs> okay. So here, here here is a way for people to really get a good feeling of how powerful this shift of perspective is okay so if you think about your to-do list all right yes um you got 15 things on your to-do list you work really hard and you get three of them done at the end of the day so you checked off three things on your on your 15 point to-do list how do you generally feel
1: I still got a lot more to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, at least I didn't like totally fail, but I got something done. Okay. So let's, let's change the scenario. Let's say you have one thing on your to-do list and you work at it, you get that done and you feel awesome typically, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like great because you got that done and you got some extra energy, some extra time. So you do another thing. And then you get that done. So you, feel, you get two successes. You did twice as much as you did before. <laughs> and then you put you do a third thing because you got some extra time. How do you feel at the end of the day? You had one thing on your list, and you got three things done. How do you feel?
1: Really awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Exactly. So here's the deal: in both scenarios, you still only got three things done, <laughs> but you feel totally different.
1: Right? So you're you're saying that sometimes you know small things those those small victories go a long way.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is what this is what successful CEOs know. They don't put 15 things on their to do list. They put one thing on their to do list. They may have a master to do list somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Some master mm-hmm. list somewhere. But what they focus on is one thing because they know that by focusing on the one thing and having success with that one thing they're going to feel awesome and that's going to fuel them to add another thing go back to their their master list pick one and then do that next thing and then pick another one do that next thing whatever it is or they made the stop at one it's okay but they feel like you know you feel like a like a superhero at the end of that right you feel like a rock star because you got all this stuff done Versus. Now I'm going to focus on my 15-point list and realize I've only got three done. I'm going to feel crappy today. It's going to sap my energy. It's going to, you know, make me maybe cranky with the family when I go home. You know what I mean? It's going to sap my energy because I'm not going to be able to sleep as well. And then tomorrow morning I'm going to feel oh, got to go to work yeah. and try to knock down that list some more. Do you know what I mean? G- so that g- that shift in perspective is huge in terms of what it does for your energy and your potential to succeed.
1: Gans, I think it was you um, a long time ago said, you know, even in the morning, just get up and make your bed. You've done something.
0: Yep. That's right. You <laughs> and it, started yeah. with a success. Yeah,
1: and I love that. I absolutely love that. Okay. So the way that you kind of look at at your life and the way things are happening, you know, are they happening to me? Are they happening for me? Can I learn something from them? I mean, it's, those are two very different ways of, of looking at life, aren't they?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I was saying, you know, because our brain loves us so much and wants us to be right, however we choose to look at it, it's going to help us to think in that way. So if we if we think life is happening to us, and that's just sort of the, the glasses that we see life through, then, you know, we're going to feel like a victim. We're going to feel frustrated and overwhelmed and tired and pissed off and you know all that stuff that we don't really want to feel but we think is natural right and this and this i think is the is the, the lie or the misinformation that we we've absorbed we've absorbed and and run with which is this idea that you know how we think is just a random thing we can't really change it but we can absolutely with practice get better at thinking a certain way now it's not easy at first But the more you do it, the better you get at it, just like any other habit, any other skill. And so if we think that life is happening to us, our brain is going to help us to say, yeah, this happened and look at this evidence over here and this other thing happened over there. Yeah, your life really sucks, buddy. You know what I mean? You have a right to feel crappy and be pissed off and feel like a victim. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, However, mm -hmm. you know, a few weeks ago we talked about or a few months ago, I think we talked about um, post-traumatic growth. Right. As a a concept. And so that's the other side of that. the other side is, you know, um, does it happen for me? And if I think that life happens for me, then what my brain does is then thinks about and looks for and opens up to, Okay, how does this work for me? How can I see the benefit here? What can I do? that is to my advantage. How can I how can I go through this and what can I get out of this experience? Also it's a very different way of looking at the very same experience that you're going through. And you will your brain loves you and it's smart. So it'll come up with different ways for you to take advantage of the situation. So whatever it might be, if you can start to practice this this little shift in the way we perceive life start looking for how can I take advantage of this? Where's the, where's the advantage in this for me? How can I find that? And that little question starts opening up to some very, very creative ways of looking at this, and you'll be surprised what you're able to make out of a situation that most people, or even you, might have previously thought was, oh my goodness, this is terrible. terrible is a crisis.
1: Dr. Gans Ferenc joining me this afternoon. Gans, on that last point, um, someone texted in and it was it was interesting. You said you know we need to kind of look at, you know if things are happening to us or for us. And he said you know what if the crisis is something you know really major like a foreclosure or you know a death or something like that. I mean there's different levels of of issues where obviously sometimes it might be excruciatingly difficult to find the for me in
0: it. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, just I hope people don't get me wrong with this. It's not that things don't actually happen in the world to, you know, that, that people don't like, um, that, you know, people have to kind of find their way through. Absolutely. And And I think, as we've said before on other shows, it is important to make space for our feelings and to go through any kind of grief that we might need to go through. But in the end, in those bigger crises, these bigger things that happen to us, it's almost even more important to have that 4B type of mentality because it does help us to move through that grief and to come out the other end and see what it is we've learned. I really, you know, if you look at many of the take foreclosure for example, if you look at a lot of people who have got, who have been very successful in business, they have gone through pretty major financial setbacks that most people would consider a crisis, and yeah. and most of them will tell you, I'm I'm so thankful for this experience because it taught me this and I learned that and I yeah. realized I was so resilient and I really found out who my friends were and you know what I I found out that I'm a lot tougher than I thought. And it, you know, taught me so many things. So I'm more careful now. You know what I mean? Um, and so, so those big, these big things that come our way in life, um, we can, we can, you know, go mine in those too. we can, we can kind of figure out how does this work for me? What can I learn from this? And, and by practicing that way of thinking that way of looking at life. Yes, we're going to go through our pain. We're going to still have our grief. We're still going to, you know, have our disappointments. But we can get through them a lot more quickly and get to the good stuff and make something positive out of something that, you know, um, is typically negative. Uh, You know, my, my, my psychologist... Um, reminds me that sometimes, you know, and he's worked with people, he's worked with you a lot longer than I have. And he reminds me, he says that, you know, sometimes people are blessed. He says, these are his words now, okay? He said blessed with uh, um, uh, a fatal illness in some ways, right? Mm. And they're, they're told that they have so much time to live. And he says that he's seen people pack more life into mm. the six months or whatever they're given than they had in all the rest of their life put together and at the end of their lives they actually they actually are thankful that they had such an intense and focused way of living so you know like i i hear you i hear this this listener and it's like it is hard i'm not in any way um you know, downplaying some of these big things that happen to us, especially a, a chronic illness. But there is this this way of flipping your mind, this way of practicing to look at things in, in, in a different way and change your perspective really can be, you know, uh, at least an emotion saver, if not a lifesaver, and really help you to get through these very difficult times a lot more easily.
1: Before we run out of time, Gans, because we always seem to run out of time, Uh, the golden rule says do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and you're suggesting that it be modified a little bit. How so? Yeah. So, you know, we can actually um,
0: understand others, seek to understand others the way we, we would like to be understood. And this is another application of changing your perspective. So what you're doing is you're changing your perspective from your own eyes, your own life, your own experience into what the other person might be thinking, feeling and, and considering. And so what this does, this is, this is great for all of your um uh, relationships, especially with the kind of enforced family time togetherness we're having right now for a lot yeah. of us, yeah. right, um, to to really help us to avoid some of the more negative interactions and conflicts. We can actually practice learning how to say, okay, let me let me try to see this from this other person's perspective. What is yeah. it like for this kid who's locked in and can't like get out and see their friends, or you know, has to do school online, which that may not be their best way of learning, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so it can work for people in your own house, but it can even work for some of the um, social unrest we're seeing right now, like the equality um, protests mm-hmm. and stuff with brought Black Lives Matter. Right? How can you put yourself in the position of one of these protesters how can you put yourself in the position of one of the police officers how can you put yourself in the position of you know somebody who's confused just so you can understand that your perspective itself is not the only one and Mm -hmm. the interesting thing that happens is just by doing that you do avoid some of the more negative interactions we have with people but it also invites other people to consider your point of view as well Mm -hmm. and so it works both ways
1: yeah, it's interesting. One of my listeners, Gary and I, were just texting back and forth about about COVID, and he is certainly on one. Uh, he has one perspective. I have a, a different perspective, but we agree to disagree. But it's always interesting to have that conversation back and forth, and be willing to listen to what someone else is saying. You know, it, this stuff all sounds really easy, Gans, but we know it takes work. It takes like real kind of you actually have to think about it to do it before it become like anything. Before yep. it becomes normal, it takes a lot of practice, doesn't it? Well,
0: absolutely. Like, I mean, you know, I heard
1: this this analogy. It's like anybody can make noise
0: on a, on a musical instrument. Like you can bang on a piano and make some sound, you know <laughs> what I mean? But to learn to play a song and to be a real virtuoso, it takes a lot of practice. But, you yeah. know, everybody has the same, like if you have the same piano, the same piano can make a sound or a noise or it can play a beautiful song. It depends on how skilled you are at using it. Well, our minds are the same way. And so, you know, the more skilled we are at using our thinking, the, the more the more time we spend, the more um, diligent we are in building these skills, the better we get at them, right? So uh, I wanted to kind of finish up with, like, uh, mm-hmm. a poem that kind of got me thinking about this whole idea. And it's, it's a really short poem. And, and so people can, you know, if you take this and and listen to it and remember it, it, it can help help you with this practice and this is from dale carnegie and so he said you know two men looked out through prison bars one saw the mud the other the stars
1: <laughs>
0: the end right yeah. um it really it really encapsulate, encapsulates what we're talking about here which which perspective makes you feel better and how do you want to live your life how do you how do you want your mind to work
1: I love it. Dr. Gans Ferenc joining us this afternoon, registered psychologist. You can find out more at his website, AskDrGans.com. You can check out check out his great book as well, which gives you lots more things to think about and to work on. Gans, great to hear your voice, and I look forward to talking again next month. Thank you for this.
0: Hey, okay, thanks so much, Jalen. You guys enjoy the summer weather.